0: Welcome to Backlog Books. My name is Kara. My pronouns are she, her, and every day I ponder the question, what do you do with a BA in English? If you're me, you work an office job and make this podcast. My goal in making this podcast is just to take a few minutes to talk about the books that I have been reading lately. Quite a few of these will be books that have been languishing on my to-be-read shelf for (laughs) an embarrassing amount of time. Some will be books that I'm rereading in order to decide if I want to keep them or put them on the donation pile. Some will be old favorites, and there might even be a brand new book or two. Most of these aren't on any bestseller list. I used to go to discount bookstores and pick up any book with a fun title and cover, full of confidence that I would read it immediately. Turns out I'm really bad at follow through, so here's hoping that this podcast survives. These episodes will be short, all under 20 minutes, and for now, my plan is to do two a month. So, whether you are a 100 books a year reader or a one book a year reader, welcome. I hope you enjoy the podcast and maybe learn like one thing. Also, please do be advised that there will be spoilers for the books that I'm talking about, um, and I'll say that at the beginning of every episode, but I just want you to be prepared going in. So let's get started. Our first book is Island of the Blue Dolphins by Scott O'Dell. Here is the summary which I pulled from the back of my copy. In the Pacific, there is an island that looks like a big fish sunning itself in the sea. Around it, Blue dolphins swim, otters play, and sea elephants and sea birds abound. Once, Indians also lived on the island. And when they left and sailed to the east, one young girl was left behind. This is the story of Karana, the Indian girl who lived alone for years on the island of the blue dolphins. Year after year, she watched one season pass into another and waited for a ship to take her away. But while she waited... She kept herself alive by building shelter, making weapons, finding food, and fighting her enemies, the wild dogs. It is not only an unusual adventure of survival, but also a tale of natural beauty and personal discovery. This children's book was first published in 1960 and is based on a true story. You can read the story of The Lone Woman of San Nicolas Island. There's a Wikipedia article about her but a word of warning, it's not what I would call a happy story. This is a short book. My copy has 184 pages. I read it in two days, between May 10th and 12th in 2020. The author, Scott O'Dell, was born in 1898 in California. He mainly wrote historical fiction, and Island of the Blue Dolphins is actually the book he is best known for. He died in 1989. I read this book, and its sequel, Zia, as a kid in my I can read 200 books a year phase. I liked it, but it wasn't a favorite, just an interesting story. However, I recently found a copy in the clearance section of half-price books and couldn't resist. There was a time when I would pretend I could head into the wilderness and live on my own, perfectly safe and content. I was 10 Looking back, it's sort of amazing how many of my childhood games involved building huts in the woods and making bows and arrows, spending hours out of the house and pretending I never had to go back. Not because there was anything I was afraid of at home, it was just that the outside world was so much more interesting. I was always home before dark, though. Did you ever dream of living completely alone, the only one on your side of the mountain? Or on a lonely island, maybe? In this time, of course, that question hits differently. The United States and a lot of the world is currently in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic, where self-isolation is so important for everyone's safety. Lately, it feels like we're all on our own individual islands, fearfully waiting to see if other people will arrive and not knowing what they'll bring. Karana, our protagonist, is self-sufficient. She's a child, probably 10 to 12 when the book begins. Though the book starts with her tribe still in residence on the island of the Blue Dolphins, the incursion of Aleut fur traders soon lowers their population dramatically. It's already a small tribe, and they number less than 20 when the ship arrives that will take them away to California. There's a sense of hope for her people as they load up their belongings and board the ship, No one really knows where the boat will take them, just that one of their people had sent the ship to find them. It's a new start. They'll be taken away and won't have to fear the return of the fur traders. A storm rises up as the ship turns away from the island, and Karana sees her six-year-old brother is still on the shore. She jumps off the ship. She swims back to shore through a storm, hugs her brother, and promises the ship will return for them soon. Do you remember the summary we read at the beginning? The one that says she lived alone on the island? Her brother dies soon after the ship leaves, killed by a pack of wild dogs. Karana is left alone with the wild dogs and what remains of her village, one survivor on a ghost island. But she's not hopeless. She knows how to live on the island. It's her home. She knows where to find and store food, how to keep safe in different seasons, what to do when there's danger, whether it's natural or man-made. Could you dry meat to keep it through the winter when you were 12? I probably would have been eaten by the dogs in the first week. I would probably still be eaten by wild dogs in my first week on a deserted island. Karana, however, conquers all her challenges. She tames the leader of the pack of wild dogs, she builds several safe houses, She stores food, and she makes her own clothes. She even conquers the things she considers men's work, the making of weapons and canoes. She takes a canoe out and explores nearby islands for food and materials. She successfully defends herself against the wild dogs and even kills a giant octopus. The only thing our girl cannot overcome is, of course, loneliness. She keeps pets, dogs and birds she catches— but there's no substitute for another person. It gets so bad for her that when the fur traders return, the same ones who killed half of her tribe, she's willing to risk making brief contact with the woman among them in order to have contact with another human. It's a sweet few pages of the book, the women meet in secret and trade gifts. They're unable to communicate beyond simple gestures, but they find joy in just being with another person. The traders leave, Eventually, Karana, the girl who willingly stayed behind for her brother while her whole world moved, is left alone again. Knowing this book is based on a real person and a real tribe gives it a different weight to me. I can't stop thinking about it. Her tribe, her customs, and their way of life. Once her tribe reached the shores of California, do you think they could continue as they had been? Or do you think that they were told to conform to convert. And if they couldn't do those things, do you think they were left alone? I don't. So for all the years Karana was alone, she kept her people's customs and way of life alive, all by herself, with no idea that's what she was doing. People are not meant to be alone. Every creation myth will tell you this. Humans crave each other. After more than six weeks in self-isolation thanks to the pandemic— Even the brief eye contact you make with a grocery store worker feels significant, like a connection made and a life acknowledged. Eventually, eventually, a ship comes over 15 years later. Whether it's sent by her people or it's merely explorers, doesn't matter. Karana is ready. She's ready to be among people, no matter how different or strange they may be. She dresses in all her finery, and with a mischievous feeling, she paints the symbol on her face to indicate that she is unmarried. Immediately, as Karana greets the newcomers, my heart sinks. She'll be taken away from who she was forever. They'll make her wear strange clothes and eat strange food, and she'll have no one with whom to speak her language. But Karana is happy. No matter what comes next, she wants to be among people. She looks to the horizon and imagines her people waiting for her on the other side. And that's where the book ends. In the book, she'll always be imagining, hung in that moment of stepping away from her home, her island, into the unknown. Let's leave her there. Karana has so much ahead of her, so much to learn and do and see. And you know what? I, um, I changed my mind don't read the Wikipedia article about the lone woman of San Nicolas Island. It's really sad. There's a lot that can be said about how many indigenous peoples are gone now, language and culture lost, history subsumed into a larger narrative. My heritage is so white that it is blinding. I have no right to speak for indigenous people and I am not trying to do so. Honestly, Reading this and knowing it's based on a true story and that the author was white was kind of uncomfortable. I wanted to put a reminder in here that you can support Indigenous people. The Navajo Nation has a GoFundMe set up to help with relief efforts since they have been hit really hard by the pandemic. Also, there are many, many Native American artists out there creating beautiful art that you can buy, and I will list a few in the show notes for you to find. My final word on The Island of the Blue Dolphins is it's a good kid's book, and it's worth a read if it appeals to you. If you want more media like The Island of the Blue Dolphins, there's a movie released in 1964 based on the book. There wasn't a whole lot I could find about the movie online, but from the summary, it looks like a faithful adaptation. There are quite a few books about kids surviving in the wilderness, I definitely recommend taking Google's advice over mine. There are plenty of articles out there. I haven't personally read many Kid Survives in the Wilderness books, but aside from Island of the Blue Dolphins, the one I have read is My Side of the Mountain by Jean Craighead George. Now, this book gave me an unreasonable desire to tame my own pet falcon, so be warned. And it has been years since I read it, but I'm pretty sure this kid also has a library card? So he's basically living the best life. And that's it. You can find me and all the pictures I take of books on Instagram at a garden and library, all one word. I'm planning on also setting up a Facebook page so you should be able to find me on Facebook as backlogbooks podcast. Thank you for spending this time with me, and I hope to talk with you again soon.